You are listening to a Radio Free Podcasting production. For more great podcasts like this, head on over to RadioFreePodcasting.com. Carly, Erica, and I are founding members of the Finer Things Club. We meet once a week to discuss books and film and celebrate culture in a very civilized way. Sometimes the debate can get heated, but we're always respectful. There is no paper, no plastic, and no work talk allowed. It's very exclusive. Do you ever want to go on a cruise to Antarctica? Um, yes. We should do that. Penguins. I'll look into it. I know, right? Penguins. Hey, penguins that are not at the North Pole, but they are at the South Pole. You have watched Penguins on Dis- the Disney Nature, right? With Steve? Did I watched the Penguins. Uh, Steve the Penguin? I, it's I don't so know. good. It's so good. I, I can't remember if I watched the Penguin one. I know I watched the Whale one. So they, they put a new movie out every Earth Day. And yeah. I think this year is Polar Bear. But Penguins. Is it? <gasps> yeah. Pretty sure it's called Polar Bear. I think nice. the penguin penguins was my my favorite because it was the funniest. It was hilarious when the penguins are stealing rocks from each other. So good. <laughs> There's this I moment know. where Steve the penguin, like he's watching this other penguin, and every time he turns around, penguin like steals from him. Or maybe <gasps> Steve was stealing, one way or the other. But you could like totally watching, look away, steal, look back. It was, oh my god, I love it. I love it. <gasps> Rock steal. I used to go every birthday in the theater to see them, but then COVID happened. Yeah. And well, then last Disney, year, well, actually, Disney Plus happened. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> they put on Disney Plus. I watched the elephant one that Meghan Markle narrated. And then uh, was that last, last year. Year's? Oh, no. No, was, I, that, was that was two, two years, years ago because I think last year they instead did like a whale mini series. Oh, okay. It was like five episodes about different types of whales. And I was in whale heaven. It was amazing. Hmm. I think. Mm. Penguins might be the last one I saw in theaters because I think it was three years ago. But I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch Polar Bear this year. Yes, I just really want to go to Antarctica. Mm. I think Carly's wondering what podcast this is. Actually, no. <laughs> we, okay, we secretly invited to her her to our Disney Nature <laughs> podcast that we're starting. I keep None of us even read the book. This noise, and I'm trying to figure out what it is. Oh, okay. Well, do you want me to close my window and turn on my fans? The <laughs> Whales Club. No? No Finer Whales Club? I thought Erica would be on board for the Finer Whales Club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only the finest of whales. Bear. Yeah. Come, 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 Honestly, I feel like Erica takes drugs before our podcast sometimes. Yeah, what kind of gummy bears are those? Uh, the kind from Hawaii. Mm. I think they're normal gummy bears. I just bring a great energy to the world. Mm. And Carly doesn't because she's a pessimist and I'm an optimist. I'm a pessimist. Who's you from are. Massachusetts? <laughs> Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> oh, boy.
Welcome to the Finer Things Club. I'm Carly. I'm Erica. And I'm Patrick. And today we are discussing the book Billy Summers by Stephen King. Atrocity. That is Billy Summers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? No, they they fired shots at my home state. I'm firing shots right back. Oh, man. We were off to a great start. But before we talk about the book, Carly, don't we have to do something? I I didn't jump right into that. Erica jumped right into that. Well, no, I was kicking. I wasn't saying Carly. You moved us along too quickly. I was kicking it over to you to introduce what we're doing first. <laughs> All right. Because Carly keeps us on schedule. I try at least. Okay. So let's make our addition to the finer things list. I'm ready. I've been ready. I've had my pick for so long. Okay. Awesome. What is that? <laughs> for so long, like 15 seconds ago, I was like, hey, what's this sitting in front of me? I'm going <laughs> with uh, this book, How to Bake by Paul Hollywood. Yay! Wait, how hard is it? Is it like an easy how to bake or is it like fancy <laughs> piping? I showed up to this week without anything for the list. So I grabbed the nearest thing. I've never opened this book. Oh, I like you've never <laughs> opened it? No, okay. I've, so... not, I've not baked anything with this yet, but I will. Okay, okay. so next time I record, I'm going to need Listen. you to bake something and tell me how hard it was. Uh, No. Here's a deal. Can be like you know how this works. You open it and you go like, oh, I'm going to make this. And you look at all the ingredients you need and go, I don't have any of that. And then you no. close the book and you put it back and go, maybe next week. And then you forget that you own it and it sits for, I don't know, three months. But we can <laughs> be like Until Julia you're on a podcast and eat something. What's, okay. what's the author's have name? You watched I have not show? watched that. Okay. I have not watched that movie, but I know that my dad has because Netflix mm-hmm. says I've watched it and he always logs in under me instead of him by accident. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, first it's tangent a, of the night. <laughs> no, you have to Sorry. bake through Second the whole book. Second tangent of the night. Erica beat me to it before we even started. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, you know, setting the mood, setting the mood. Mm. Okay, but have I you watched the, the Great British Baking Show, Erica? No, why would I bore what? myself with what? that? What? <gasps> what? That's not a what. That might have been the thing that I was going to add to the list, but I think I already did. I can't remember, but I'll just do the book instead. Don't even look it up, Carly. I'm doing the book. Doing the book. That's fine. I can't. What? Erica. It's television gold. No, Erica's too busy watching Grey's Anatomy. I am. I'm very invested. It's been a long term relationship. My longest relationship has been with Grey's Anatomy. Seen this show. You're re-watching it. No, I've already finished that. <laughs> and um, I'm sorry. Let's not attack how I cope with my anxiety through this pandemic, Carly. Okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about that because that's how I coped with my anxiety you... and depression through the pandemic. Baking yeah, show? but I'm not making fun of the shows Baking you're show. watching. I just said I never saw it. I didn't say I didn't you, make fun no, of no, you no, for no, watching no, it. No, 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 no. You didn't you say scoffed. I haven't seen it. You went, why would I watch that? Yeah, <laughs> why would I? It's so good. It's so, it's so good. good, Erica. Erica, let me just okay. tell you this. Over in this house, we watched one episode, and then we put every other show we were watching on hold until we finished the entire series because it's just oh that good. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. Crazy over it's there. It's that good. Or what are you putting on the list? looking around the room looking around the room (laughs) (laughs) 
no, I actually um, am going to put uh, The Field of Dreams on the list solely because the movie? of this book. Yes, the movie. Got slash it. Slash also the baseball games that are played there because those are awesome. Got it. Um, solely because of how many times I felt that the state of Iowa was personally attacked in this book. <laughs> I thought it was only going to be one time. And then it came back, not once, not twice, but three more times for them to take digs at the state. And I, I, I was hurt. I was hurt. I don't know why Stephen King hates the state of Iowa, well, but I felt personally attacked. I don't even remember any attacks at Iowa in this book, but was it one character doing it or was it multiple characters doing it? Was it was Billy and Alice doing it when they drove through it multiple times. Mm. And it was like. It's one of those states that you wouldn't say you're from, and the kids must be so bored in the state of Iowa. And I was like, ouch. <laughs> ouch. I, I get it. People think we're a flyover state. Half the time they think we're Idaho, but you know, we have an identity and we have the field of dreams. So I'm putting field of dreams. Okay. Yeah. What are you doing, Carly? Great British Bake Off season two? Uh, First series two. Series two. <laughs> First of all, I would put the entire show. Yeah. Well, you have to split it up as multiple things to put in. Like series one. Now let's put in series two. Well, then Carly and I would just be adding each series each week that we do this yeah. show. And we would keep hearing about it. Yeah, that we could talk about it every some, week. like thinking of what your picks are going to be. You know what? I'm going to add it. I'm going to I'm going to get rid of what I was originally putting on the list and I'll save that for is. next week. Great. We are adding the Great British Baking Show, all of it, including the series that have not yet come out. What do they bake in the baking show? Every. Oh my God. It depends on what week it is. It could be Cake Week. It could could be be Biscuit Week. Oh my God. Oh, Bread Week. Bread Week is so good. We started buying things that match up with the theme of the week to eat while we watched the episode. That's cute. Do we do this right? We do this right. Mm. I can't wait. They have a holiday bake off, spin off. Oh, yeah. On, I can't man. wait until the next series because it'll be the first one that we watch in real time. We oh. watched the most recent one right after it ended. And then we went back to the beginning. Mm. So, so good. good. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Cool. I applaud your choices. <laughs> I did Top Chef and that was really the only cooking show I ever got into and it didn't last long. Mm-mm. This is nothing like the other shows. It's really not. Okay. Everybody's so nice to each other. They're nice. They it's not in the style other. of like the American reality yeah. contest. This guy's where, like, oh, I finished my stuff early. Do you need help? Yeah, they yes, come help please. each other. Oh my God. That's that's probably my favorite thing. Sabotage. No. They're super understanding when accidents happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's such a bummer when accidents happen. Yeah. Like, remember when they turned around and, and knocked somebody else's stuff on the ground? And then the judges were like, it's okay. We know you only have to put out five. It's fine. That wouldn't happen in America. No. It would not. It would be pack up your knives and go. Yeah. Yeah. And they're always really sad to, like, send someone home. What's the catchphrase to send someone home? Oh, there's no catchphrase. They just, they they get choked up when they have to tell them. Nobody's happy about it. Mm-hmm. There is no, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. It's basically one of the hosts gets to say who the star baker was and the other one says, well, then that means that I have the terrible job. Oh. <laughs> and they cry. 
tears. I bet. No, no, no. The realest tears you will have ever seen. And even when they're like criticizing stuff, it's like, it's not mean. Mm -hmm. It's exactly. not you're stupid and bad at this. It's like Top uh, Chef you didn't do that in the early too years. Much cinnamon in this, you know. It's raw. I can't eat it. It's raw. Aww. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Should we get into the main topic of this show? I thought Maybe. we did. <laughs> Let's talk Patrick about and I Billy. will do our spinoff of no, you're jumping ahead too far. Uh, I think I think when we do a baking show show, we can probably get Victoria to jump in on that. <laughs> Although I've heard that in their house they fun. put it on in the background while they're doing other things. I'm like, no, 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 you sit and you focus. Well, okay. Here's here's the question: Is it you've mm -hmm. already watched it and you're watching it for the second time and you're putting it on in the background? I got the. Imp I don't know. We'd have to ask her. I don't want to speak on behalf of another. That would be family. me now. I've already watched everything, and I would mm -hmm. very happily put something on while I'm also like on my laptop. Or so we watched every season except a couple of them that were on Netflix that were listed as like baking show classic. They mm -hmm. dropped those. They removed those before we got to them. So we haven't watched all of the um, holiday ones because in some of the holiday ones, they say we're bringing back the winners from other seasons and we don't want those. I think we're, we're we only are missing like maybe two seasons, but we still don't want this stuff to get spoiled for us because gotcha. when we heard they were taking the early ones off, we watched them all. And then I discovered later that the first, I think it's the first three seasons were listed as, as a great British baking show classic. And then they were gone and it was too late. So I think the very first three years we didn't see. Hmm. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> and then we'll probably cave and watch the um, watch the holiday ones. Because I was flipping through Netflix and I landed on the holiday special. And it said, we brought back the winners. And it showed who they brought back. And it was one of the winners for the season that we had just started. We were one episode in. And luckily, I was the only one in the room. But for the rest of the season, I pretended I was surprised every week. And I, it know, was awful. Actually, I don't think they brought back a lot of winners not taking any chances yeah some of them it was like but then it also reveals like when they left the show so yeah, that might yeah. well because the very first one we it. ever watched was a holiday show and that's what got us hooked then we went back gotcha um and we start we went we watched the most recent and then went back to the beginning Erica's I'm trying to see if we can get to the. I'm trying to see if we can get I to the 20 minute mark Instagram. before we. <laughs> you, you all keep talking. I'm I'm entertaining myself with Instagram. Okay, okay. All right, let's talk, let's about, talk about the Stephen book. King. <laughs> all right, do it. Okay. Stephen Edwin King was born in Portland, Maine, Maine, not Maine, in 1947. He was the second son of Donald and Nellie Ruth Pillsbury King. After his parents separated when Stephen was a toddler, he and his older brother, David, were raised by their mother. He uh, got married to Tabitha Spruce in January of 1971. He met Tabitha in the stacks of the Fogler Library at the University of Maine at Orano, where they both worked as students. He graduated in 1970 with a bachelor's degree in English. Then, in the fall of 1971, Stephen began teaching high school from uh, English classes at Hamden Academy, the public high school in Hamden, Maine. He was writing in the evening and on the weekends, and he continued to produce short stories and to work on novels. 
Then, in the spring of 1973, Doubleday and Company accepted the novel Carrie for publication, and it was an immediate success. He is well known as a horror writer, but in his later fiction, he departed from the horror genre and wrote sharply detailed psychological portraits of his protagonists. His work consistently addresses such themes as the potential for politics and technology to disrupt or even destroy an individual human life. By the early 1990s, King's book books had sold more than 100 million copies worldwide. And that is my author research. Nice. Great. Nicely done. I applaud this you. This has been optioned by J.J. Abrams Ooh. for a miniseries. I did not know that. And that's my contribution. Good job, Erica. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I spent Which five seconds. Makes sense. They've worked together before, and JJ's company has a deal with HBO, who seems to be optioning a lot of King stuff. And everything he writes these days gets optioned, whether it ends up getting made or not. But I'll I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely watch, it, watch it. I'll watch all but one scene. I don't need that scene in the miniseries. We can just like go over that scene everything else fine okay okay the scene where they're driving through iowa (laughs) no i'll even (laughs) let them make some jokes about iowa because jj won't do me dirty it's the scene where he goes back to the three guys apartment Uh, i don't i don't need that i don't need that we're good okay erica do you want to read our book summary sure Billy Summers is an assassin for hire with a moral code. He only kills bad guys. He's decided it's time to retire, however, and takes one last job that promises a lucrative payout. After maintaining the cover as a writer for three months, he is finally able to complete his job, but quickly learns that the men who hired him had no intention of paying him or keeping him alive. Billy goes into hiding and ends up saving the life of young Alice Maxwell when she is dumped just outside his hideout. Together, Billy and Alice go after the men that attacked her and the men that betrayed him. Dun, dun, dun. I almost threw in a dun, dun, dun earlier. I'm like, no, no, wait, let her get through it. There will be time for another one. Billy Summers also hates the state of Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) See, now that's accurate. You can't necessarily get mad at Stephen King because he will awful... Or yeah. he often will write specifically like this is the way the character thinks. And sometimes yeah. he's written some things that I would never even repeat out loud, but you're like, he gets very specific with his character. So I'm sure in his head, he had a reason why Billy didn't like Iowa. Doesn't mean he doesn't. Yeah. And I don't uh, know. Now he's a Maine guy. So maybe yeah. he only likes Maine. Maybe yes. he doesn't like Iowa, but we can't I mean, say for sure. They honestly probably think it's the flyover state that most people do that live coastal. I bet you Stephen King has been to Iowa on many book tours. Yeah, I'm sure Stephen King has. Oh, okay. You meant Billy David. Summers. Yeah, Billy, I'm sure. Yeah. Has not. That, that makes sense. Um, this is, I believe, my first Stephen King novel. Me too. I was going to ask that question. I was going to ask my that first. Question. One, I did not realize he didn't write scary books. So I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this because I tend not to look too much into the books you two pick. <laughs> but um, well, yeah, I wasn't going to pick Stephen one if it, was a, if it was a horror book. I wasn't going to put you both through that. I appreciate I that. If you're going to 
pick a horror book, it would be for October, not February, but But I wasn't sure. If I picked like a horror book for this podcast, I would pick like a fun, like horror-ish, you know, like Halloween-y, not not straight up. Because I'm also going through. Oh, no, old... I don't know. Halloween pick. Oh, you, got, you figured it out? Okay. <laughs> what I'm going to pick for October's movie <laughs> Mexican Gothic, The Resurgence. <laughs> I've been going through and reading his his old books. Um, and for the most, and as I'm reading, I'm like, yeah, not picking this one. <laughs> not for this show. I'm enjoying it all. I, so this is definitely yeah. not my first Stephen King book. I couldn't tell you. I've lost count. I wouldn't even uh, I've read probably more than half of his work and I own almost all of it. And so okay. I've gone back and I just started, I started with Carrie and just started over and I'm going to go through all of it um, in order. I'll probably skip it. The book called it before you, before, you know, thank God Tim's not on here to go. You're so skip what, um, <laughs> But only because I've read it three times already, so oh, I don't. Oh. I won't redo it in the in the reread because I read it. Uh, I read it when I was a kid, and actually, that was my entry to Stephen King. My mom had a copy, a paperback oh. copy of it, sitting on the coffee it's table in our house. Too young to read it. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> no, no, I know. I take that back. I mean, honestly, it didn't scare me. It just, and she knew I was reading it. She didn't care. I. I don't remember. I was probably like, in. Doesn't it have some like super inappropriate scenes yes. towards the yes, end from what I've yes, been. Yes, it does. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I was probably in. I I was probably in junior high. Uh, not like a child. I wasn't like a kid kid, but I, I was probably in junior high when I read it. Definitely before high school, because by the time I got to high school, I had another friend. And and we had read through most of his work by that point. So okay, but I, I distinctly remember picking it up off the see. And you can say that this book was long, but I remember this number. The paperback version she had had one thousand eighty six pages, yeah. <laughs> and that is burned into yeah. my memory because it was the longest book I'd ever seen in my life at that point. And the cover just intrigued me, so I started reading a little bit at a time. And then I was like, "Mom, I'm going to borrow this from you," and I got so deep into it. I think. I I have a memory of us like going on a family vacation in the van and just sitting in the back of the van on the vacation reading this book because it was taking so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got close to the end, I remember just staying up all night once one night and just powering through it and looking out the window and the sun was up. I'm like, oh my God, it's morning. I have to go to school, but I finished it. Um, <laughs> so that's where I started. And then, um, I don't know. I think the second one I read was was very different because it's the it was the Eyes of the Dragon and it was more of like a um like a fantasy. He wrote it for his kids because he realized he didn't have any books that his kids could read. So he wrote okay. a fantasy book. So I didn't realize at that point that all of his books were pretty much at that end during that era. Remember, this is yeah. late 80s. We're all gonna be like horror. Um, but then I I continued to read his books as they came out. In fact, Back then, there was a thing that used to advertise on TV. You could call in and join the Stephen King Book Club, and they would ship you hardcover of all of his books, which is why I have almost the entire collection. Mm. And then at some point, I stopped collecting. Excuse me. And I've since tried to go back and buy, like, from third parties on Amazon, the hardcovers of the ones that I'm missing. So I almost have the whole set. But Nice. Working my way through it. Nice. I haven't even really 
watched a lot of the movies based off of his books. Most of his adaptations of his books are not great. <laughs> <laughs> so I've also heard he hates them. Yeah. He wrote Carrie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I've seen the original, didn't see the remake. And then it, I saw like the TV miniseries. I've not seen, right? I've not seen the new one. I, I just don't want to do it. So that's it. I've not seen Pet Cemetery. I, I just don't need to see pets doing that. But I don't even know what else he's done. Shining? No, yeah, definitely haven't seen that. Well, I could tell you. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, Salem's Lot, The Shining, The Stand, Night Shift. I can see the whole thing. Yeah, rack. no. Um, I think it's it, just it was interesting. I watched I watched the miniseries when I was younger, like whenever year yeah. that came out had John Ritter in it, who is my favorite actor then from three's company. Um, I watched parts one and two in the theater when they came out. Part one was like acclaimed and being really great. And part two, people were just really, really let down by. And I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed seeing it in the theater, like seeing the adaptation, but it's almost like some of it, some of the, just the imagery is so disturbing. Like I, I have no desire to watch those movies again, even though I've read the books three times. Yeah. So it's just some of it's just gross. You don't need to see it. So I was looking forward to like, especially I, I've been enjoying his later stuff where it's not horror anymore. There's still he'll sometimes do some super, supernatural stuff, um, but not so much just the blood and gore oh. that he was known for in the beginning. Cool. But yeah, it's my first book with him. I enjoyed it and I figured erica would mostly enjoy it considering how much she hates it when people live (laughs) so i i did not like the confrontation scene uh for the men who attacked alice that billy goes to like probably could have done out with like a few of those elements um again they didn't need to hate on iowa as much as they did and I did not love the ending. But other than that, I very much enjoyed the journey of this book. You didn't like the ending? No, I didn't. But it wasn't a happy ending. But Alice like tried to rewrite it that it was. And I was just like, oh, this is weird. This is just... Huh. Okay. Yeah. And, like, the, bad guy, the bad guy with like the 10-year-old girl. Like it just, It just went like... Uh, do we, do we need him to have like all of that characteristic? Couldn't he just be like someone who doesn't do good things? I didn't need to know all of this. And I didn't like that. We made Alice like look like a child to like lure him to his death. So I could have done without the child rape, but hired assassin totally for <laughs> living undercover with multi identities totally for. Very much. Any, anytime that. someone says, I'm just going to do one last job, I'm in. <laughs> and I, I will say, I think, like I said, he's moved away from real, like straight up yeah. horror and stuff, but I still think one of his real trademarks is making you uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's always something when I'm reading his books. I'm like, oh, God. Like yeah. I'm, I'm reading The Stand right now, finally. Oh. I've never, I never made it through it. And it's, it's it's about a virus outbreak. I'm just, yes. It's uh, yeah, and I've never watched any of the movie adaptions of it because I hadn't read the book yet, and it's also because it was such a long book. I think I started it when I was younger, and I was just like, 
I could get through three of his other books in the time that it would take me to do this. So I went and did that. But yeah, reading this now, it's just there's there's sections of it that so far there's been no horror, but just just gross descriptions of people mm-hmm. that are ill. And I'm just like everything he writes makes me a little uncomfortable at some point. Mm-hmm. So I at least knew that going in, I, although I, I knew it wasn't going to be horror. I knew there would be thematically there would just be things that, you, that make you cringe. I'd say that overall, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I just felt like we spent too much time in the beginning of the novel and that the ending was really rushed. Mm. So it wasn't quite as balanced for me. We spent a lot of time in whatever that town's name was, playing Monopoly with kids and all that kind of stuff. I I agree. We did. We just spent a lot of time in the setup and then all of a sudden it was like, bam, 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 action packed done i wondered too when i was reading i was like when is something gonna happen (laughs) but but i wonder if it was just intentional to say like he had to sit here for a long time and he started to kind of settle into his life and see what he you know what he could have once he's once he gets if he were to get out you know what his life could be like if he you know because this whole time he's playing the part of just i just want to be a normal guy and be part of the neighborhood But you're you're right. There did come a point. It's like okay, now we're we're definitely switching gears and moving much faster. But I don't know. I maybe it was supposed to make you feel the way he felt, like it's just the waiting, the waiting for True. something to happen. I definitely think it was intentional. Whatever his, whatever was going on there, whatever Stephen King wanted us to feel, I get the feeling because he's he knows what he's doing. That we were meant to feel like maybe we were meant to be a little bored supposed to feel like well billy's just waiting and now we're just waiting like when when is something going to happen and then billy's betrayed by everyone by everyone yeah seriously well that's when i yeah you knew something was up when they were telling him changes to the plan or like get in the van like yeah all that stuff. Like, you better like, not do it. You better not. <laughs> my watch is telling me to go to sleep. It's not time yet, watch. <laughs> I appreciate that Bucky wasn't bad. I was waiting for like Bucky to be revealed mm. as someone who betrayed him as well. And I was like, please don't let Bucky be terrible and betray him. I liked Bucky. He was good. I liked him. I'm glad Bucky got his money in the end. But I also yeah, because the, like, in most Bucky isn't a good guy, so don't hang out with him. Really, like move on and, and do your own thing. Mm. Most of these those t- these types of stories, like the person you think you're supposed to trust, like oh, this is the one good person, either also betrays them at the end because the money is too good, or gets killed off because they're they're trying to help. You know, so yeah. I, I'm reading it. I'm like, can someone please get a happy ending other than Billy? And then got to the end, and Billy didn't either. But I I wasn't sure what would happen to him but it's like i it's it bums me out when you read those stories or watch those movies where every person the main character comes into contact with ends up dying <laughs> just because you they cross paths with them yeah and i'm just like i don't want to be that depressed well let's take a moment to mm-hmm. discuss this marge character because i want to know why oh, out of all the characters only one had a mom who was around <laughs> and it's marge who just will not stop. Look. Okay. They say that a mother's power 
or whatever is like all powerful. I don't maybe know. That was, <laughs> maybe that was his one horror element. Like in, in the horror movies, when you think the killer is dead and they keep popping back up, it's like, nope, Marge is back. <laughs> Marge was the horror element. It was just so like out of everyone who could get a shot off on Billy, it's the mom. Yeah. I liked it. Out of everyone. I liked ah. it. I thought it was different. Oh, Marge. Oh, Marge, Marge, Marge. I didn't enjoy that she was able to find them so easily. Because That's, isn't this yeah, guy supposed to be like hard there. to find? But but I liked that it was her. <laughs> Well, and I also think you get in, in all of these stories, you get to the end and they're taking bigger risks than they would because the right, the, the smart thing to do would just be just go, just disappear. But any point where they step out of what they would normally do to either get revenge or to settle the score and it puts them in a position. I can't remember just exactly like how quickly she found them, but I, when she popped up again, I was not all that surprised. He figured it was... um wasn't Nick, but like Nick probably knew that Billy was looking, so Marge overheard it. But it was yeah, the one who went overseas to the weight loss camp. Like, what kind Georgia. of weight loss camp is that? Right. You go in and you can't leave till you lose the weight. <sighs> no, thank you. <laughs> but uh, what I got confused about is like Billy attributed that Marge must have just kept listening. But I was like, I didn't think Marge was with Nick anymore. Because I thought she was at the long-term care facility with Frank, her son. So I was like, Marge, 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 what did you do? <laughs> Maybe she bugged Nick. Probably. So. What did we think about Alice's whole story? that like was it believable to you that she was like yeah let me go with this guy who's just who's wanted right now for killing a guy with a sniper to just go wherever i mean it was beauty and the beast for me he's <laughs> the beast her captor she's Belle. i'll just stay here it's safer here and then she falls in love with him, just like Belle fell in love with her captor. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't holding her captive. She could have left whenever she wanted. I don't know if she thought she could. I mean, like, I think towards the end she probably thought she could, but at the beginning, she's a loose end. And if I was an assassin, there are no loose ends. If I was the hire, if I was Billy Summers and she walked out, she's done. I just don't understand why he just didn't put on his disguise and like drop her off at the hospital. That's the whole thing I did not understand is just take her, drop her off at the hospital. Um, too many questions. Is it just because maybe of where maybe. where it happened? Since it happened right out of his play out, out in front, he didn't want anyone coming around asking questions, looking around, looking into him. His, his alter ego. And you can remember, it was like pouring rain. He had to practically drag her inside. 
So that would have been a lot of work to like get her into his car, put on his disguise, and then drive to a hospital and and what leave her on the sidewalk outside? At, at risk, maybe a camera seeing the car, all, right? all kinds of things that yeah. could, could have gone wrong. And yeah. And then they would assume he was the one who attacked her. Right. I do like, though, that she got the final shot. I was like, yeah, let's take him out. (laughs) Pew, pew. I don't know. I mean, I was fine with her tagging along because she she proved helpful. But I'm very confused by this, like, she only calls her mom. Did her job not, like, report her missing? Does she have a job? Did she say she had a she job? Does. She does. That's how she meets. That's how she meets the butthead. She's oh, coffee that's right. Barista. She's a coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, she's yeah. just not showing up for work. I, I, I don't think jobs like that would really report you missing. Three days, three days of no show, they list you as as job abandonment, and they hire someone else. Wow, that's cutthroat. They just probably assume you quit. Or, you know, I don't know, but like the whole city is sort of on like lockdown because of the assassin. Mm. So in my mind, girl goes missing, assassin on the loose with checkpoints, report it missing. So the first thing the police would say is you got to wait 24 hours. I mean, someone would have to be (laughs) invested enough to follow up, file a missing person's report Mm -hmm. versus just saying, yeah, someone stopped showing up to work. Right. And then the police would get in contact with her mom who would be like, no, I just talked to her yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It was just, I was like, this is a loose end, Steven. You go call him and tell him, okay? But no, I think you're right, Carly. I mean, if if they followed up with anything, they'd contact the family and yeah. he would say, no, we've talked to her. And then they'd go like, oh, this girl quit her yeah, job. She just quit her job and didn't tell him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she even told her mom she was leaving the state for a while, didn't she? Yeah, because of a bad breakup. Yeah. And so- dropping out of school. So it's not that much of a loose end. It's a loose end. <laughs> okay. What about the storyline about Joel Allen himself? The assassin who was hired to kill the bad guy's bad son. Oh, right. And then went to First jail. Off, this, this is on Billy for not doing enough recon work on his target. <laughs> Because uh, if you would have done it, we would have saved ourselves 16 would he, hours. Would he have learned that? I don't think he would have learned that by doing. I think I think he would have because he would because all he assumed is he knew something and he was going to trade a deal. Yeah. But like, how would do you, you put it together he who he killed? He didn't know then, he killed like, him. That's what I'm saying. He figured it out, though. So, uh, no, Billy, he told him. I know. Go talk to Nick. Like, why is this dude bad? I feel like we could have saved ourselves 16 hours of reading and listening (laughs) if Billy had just done a better job of verifying that Joel was a bad guy. I mean, Joel got cocky and tried to extort money, and that's where Joel went wrong. But So you think that when Billy accepted the job, he should have threatened Nick to tell him why does this guy... 
why does somebody want this guy dead? Tell me all of the details. Yeah, because Billy stands by. He only kills bad guys. That's the whole crux of him. He only wants to kill bad guys. So obviously. Yeah, and he killed somebody for losing a poker game. I'm just saying. <laughs> it sounds like Billy did some sloppy research work here. Well, what what was the the cover story they told him? They told him something. Yeah. They he had something. They technically didn't tell him what Joel Allen did. They just said he's a bad guy. And then he okay. went and figured out Joel's name mm, and okay. then uh, did the research to learn that he shot some guy because he lost a poker game. Mm. And then he was like, yeah, he is a bad guy. Because <laughs> he shot someone, not because yeah. he lost the poker game. Right. Okay. I remember that now. I guess. And then he was like, I'll take the job. I mean, that and point, then yeah. it started getting a little sketchy where it's like, right, oh, right, right. yeah, we're going to get There's you out of there in here. our van. Yeah. This is on Billy for not asking enough questions and just wanting a $1.5 million payout. Greedy, greedy, greedy. Just wanted to be done, man. Just yeah. wanted One to be done. Up. Do we find out how much Nick was actually paid? Because he was offering $6 million bounty on billy but like how much did we ever find out that amount because i don't remember i I just know it was a a lot of money nick's just lucky he got to live i wouldn't yeah i can't remember if they they said yeah i don't remember them saying all i remember is like rogers like saying are you here for money or something like that and nick getting greedy i don't know but he had enough to offer six million the funny thing is this is the first time i had to listen twice when they introduced who roger was because i thought they were doing like wwe raw like he was a pro wrestler wait which one's <laughs> roger like, <laughs> the dad the the media mogul mogul robert roger Oh, I must have written his name down wrong. <laughs> it could be Robert, and I wrote it down wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I, at first I was like, "Is this is this a wrestler?" <laughs> and then I listened again, and I was like, "Oh no, 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 no!" There's that's the acronym for the the media company. Oh God, that's All right. Of this to just get rid of your son instead of naming your younger to just give your older son some money and tell him to go away. He said no. I, like, I he know, said, but I feel like this is my business. Yeah, but I feel like he has all this power. I think he could have framed his son for something. I don't think he needed to kill him. I think if he hadn't killed his son, then his son would have brought down the whole company with him. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just so was it I think Roger it's or Robert? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Robert. I think it was Rupert. Rupert. <laughs> I think in his early draft, the guy's name was Rupert Murdoch. Rupert. And then at the end he goes, okay, what should I name this guy? <laughs> I mean, it has to be who this was based on. It has to be. What else? We can talk about the painting. 
Oh, the creepy that's, painting. That's that's where I thought we were going to get into the supernatural. It's like, why is the painting doing this? <laughs> What's going on? And then it was nothing. Nothing happened. Do you know what it was? No. So all his books connect. Okay. A little. You don't have wow. to have read them, but he puts little connections in. Sometimes big connections, but there's always something. They were uh, the 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 hotel. It's in the painting. Mm-hmm. It's the hotel from The Shining. Oh. oh. And remember, they talked about how like they looked over and there's nothing there, and it's because the, sh- the hotel like burned down. Okay. So they were looking at the spot where that they're, so they see nothing, and didn't they like feel something not right over there? And in the painting, it talked about like the the bushes cutting animals. I forget what they're called, but uh-huh. like all that stuff's from The Shining, and so the painting just kept putting itself back on the wall. That's they're a little cool. too close to the Overlook Hotel from The Shining and from Dr. Sleep. Mm. But you didn't need to know that for it to make sense. Of the book It's just like, what the heck's going on here? And like Erica says, just like, oh, it turned out to be nothing. But yeah. for his readers, they're like, oh, OK. <laughs> 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 this takes place in the same universe as The Shining. But wait, this takes place in our universe because COVID is referenced multiple times as well as Donald Trump being president. Does that mean The Shining is real? Yeah, absolutely. All of it. It's all real. (laughs) Can we go stay at The Shining? The actual Overlook Hotel? Yeah, can we go stay there? Is it a real place? No. um, And I'm trying to remember. In in the books, the hotel burned down. In the movies, it didn't. It's weird because if you read... The Shining, and then you watch the film, the Stanley Kubrick film. They're very different. They have very different endings. Okay. So then if you read Dr. Sleep, the sequel to The Shining, it's the sequel to the book. And the movie, Dr. Sleep, is kind of an adaption of the book, but it also had to be a sequel to the movie. So they had to keep the changes that were made. So in one, in the books, I, I believe the hotel is gone. Okay. And that's why in this book, when they looked across, there's nothing there. Whereas I think in the film, they went back to the hotel gotcha. at the, at the, in Dr. Sleep and it was still it's there. It's based but. on the Stanley Hotel. We should go stay there. There you go. I knew it was based in on In Estates Park, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got a friend in Colorado we could visit. Uh, you mean Victoria and Nick? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and then we can finally get to the bottom of whether they watch the baking show or they just listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> the real questions. I'll book, I'll book us. Let's Let's do this. But that, as far as I know, was the only like direct connection. Uh, there's like references. I think like he throws the number 19 or is it nine or 19? I don't know. There's some like little things he does, but there wasn't anything as major as like, and then they saw a creepy clown in the in the sewers. You know, there wasn't anything that, that I saw that, or at least I picked up on that was direct references. But I know that every time they mentioned the painting, I was like, ooh, ooh, shining, shining. But nice. I also kind of thought like they can't go to the hotel and see ghosts because this has been a pretty straightforward, like grounded story. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a, a nod saying like, yes, this is in universe. Nice. That's cool. I like that. And there's like a there's like a wiki that you can look at to see all the references or all the connections. But I looked mm-hmm. at it shortly, like right after I finished the book, which was, I think, shortly after the book came out. So for all I know, they've added, like people have discovered more things, but at the time there weren't a ton. And I, I, I waited till I was done because I didn't want to ruin anything, but that was the big one. That was like the main, like, clearly if you read The Shining, you know exactly where they are. 
cool. Okay, I'll book us. Booking it. Okay. Do you need the retreat? Yeah, I was going to say, do you need the corporate card? I do. I do. (laughs) Call Kevin. He has the card, right? Uh, Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and just put it on your card for now? But then when we get to the hotel, we'll we'll (laughs) give them the corporate card if we remember to bring it. Patrick's a big picture guy. and Big picture, yeah. Tim's the daily. Tim's day-to-day. Day, yeah. Like Evan holds the card. Evan, yeah, he's <laughs> so we he, can't he's spend any money. The numbers. Yeah. He's the accountant. <laughs> okay, stay at the same hotel. <laughs> Book now. When are we going? You, you think yeah. I'm joking? When are we going? You're just gonna book it. And... Oh, you know what? If we ever do, a, if we when we, when not if when we do our corporate retreat, we'll just, we'll do it there. Yeah, I'll bring the mics. Oh we'll my just gosh, it's sold out for January already of 2023. Uh, I think it's Is pretty popular because, place. <laughs> are they, well, they're not sold out any other night until then. Is that? Oh, really? Is it closed that month? Oh, I have no idea. Probably. I mean, in the book, The Shining, they closed down for the winter. That was the whole, that's the whole thing of the plot. Like it's a writer that goes there to, uh, he takes a job like maintaining the place during the, during the, the harshest part of the season. So here's something weird. It's, it's $319 a night right now for like weekdays, Ooh. except for Fridays, except mm-hmm. for next Wednesday, next Wednesday, it is randomly $369. Hmm. But all the other weekdays of this month are 319 uh, unless, unless they're it's just Friday unusually night. full that night and they only have a suite or something. Maybe let's look. <laughs> this took a turn, but I like it. I guess it's still Stephen King related. Yeah, in a way. Do do. Oh, it is. It's the deluxe king. That's what we have yeah, to start with. Otherwise, we can get the three thirty one, which is like a one bed cabin, or we can get. Oh, you can pick your room number. Thirty four oh six is a three bed with a hot tub. What the heck? These are like mini apartments. Wait, how do I pick room 217? Okay, let me see when I can get us room 217, folks. It's probably the most popular room. Maybe. Oh, there's the spa. I will like this. A lot of these have like hot tubs with their with their hotel rooms. All right. Do we have any final thoughts on Billy Summers? Ooh, the lodge suite. <laughs> um, wasn't terrible. Didn't hate it. Few little details I could have done without. <laughs> okay. Patrick, do you want to tell us what our custom ranking system is this week? Um, yeah, yeah. we're going to do um a scale of one what are you gonna to do five. In intro. Oh, <clears throat> here at the Finer Things Club, <laughs> we don't use a five-star system like those other podcasts because every book is unique, and trying to compare them to each other would be like comparing a book about apples to a book about oranges. Therefore, we make a unique rating system every week, and this week it will be one. Oh, you know what? He does He he does include the number 19 in all his books. I just looked it up. It's 19. So we're doing a scale of 1 to 19 creepy paintings that every time you take it off the wall, it comes back. 1 to okay. 19 paintings. <laughs> okay. Get your calculator out and see what that would be on a scale of 1 to 5. 
I'll go first. Okay. okay. I will give it 17 out of 19 creepy paintings. Ooh, what'd you dock for? Um, recommendability? Mm. That's a word on like yeah, how, no, how easily I could recommend this to people. And I feel like I would have to have like a person who I know would really enjoy a book like this. Sure. Whereas there's lots of books where I'm like, oh, I got to tell everybody to read this. Right. Um, and then uh, I guess just the, the really long beginning and the really quick end. But otherwise, it was a really great read. Um, I might read it again which is to say like like we've talked about this before like it's a book that i would read again do i have the time to read it again no but i would probably at some point i'm also really curious to see like at what point in the story when like she starts writing his story like do you Mm. see a slight difference in the voice because i didn't so i would like to read that again to see like do you actually see a shift in the author's voice that now she is writing his story. Sure. So that's my rating. Cool. Patrick. Hmm. I will leave recommendability out of it. (laughs) And I will rank it just as someone that likes Stephen King books. Um, And I will, hmm, I have to think about this because it's such a, like so many options here. It's not just out of five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm going to go ahead and give it 19. And I'll tell you why is because <laughs> nothing in it grossed me out. Like certain sections of other books that I'm like, Oh, if I read this again, I would skip this section. It wasn't, you know, there was no gore. Um, and, and what I was a little worried about is when we got to the place where he was seeing the picture, I was like, what are we like 80% into the book? Is it suddenly going to become like a supernatural book? And he didn't do it. He mm-hmm. just, just put a hint there that, yeah, we're in the same world. Um, but I'm not suddenly going to have ghosts showing up or, you know, anything like that. So it was, and, and it was kind of a, to me, it was a fun thing where if you didn't know what the point of the painting was, it's like somebody might've been putting it up and maybe somebody was just, messing with Billy. Like, like it just, it was a weird, it was a weird thing if you've never read any of his other books, but for me having read it, I would like, it was just right. It was just the right touch of a connection to go to not to say, we're going to connect to the shining. And and then it it worried me at first. Like I didn't want it to, I I was enjoying the fact that it was grounded and there Mm -hmm. was nothing supernatural about the story. So when you got there, I was like, uh Oh, is he suddenly going to get saved by the the ghost of Jack from <laughs> Night Shift like, or from uh, from The Shining? So, um, I enjoyed it, and even though I, you know, it, in the beginning it was it was slow, and I was like, "What is going on?" I loved the pace; it, like it just kept intensifying. And I think I I enjoyed the part in the beginning where I had no clue because I tried to read as little as possible. I even listened to a podcast where the guy had already read it, and I was just like, "Don't listen when he talks about it," because uh, I didn't want to know what was going to happen. I think I knew enough just saying, "Okay." hitman on his last job ever and he's gonna retire you know everything's gonna go wrong um and that was good enough for me but okay i would i'm in the same boat of whether i would read it again uh it's just a time issue and i think it would be a case of if down the road he writes something that connects to this Mm -hmm. then i might go okay because he has done that where he had a different series where three books in 
the like a secondary character became the main main character of another book. So even though Billy's gone, it doesn't mean that this series is over. True. Maybe we can see more of Alice or right. Bucky. Yeah. So so I think it would take a book where Alice is the main character to make me carve out the time to come back and read this again. As if it was just um like a tertiary character, I'd be like, eh. But yeah, I think if if it turns out he's got another One book of the kids where that he played Monopoly with. Yeah, if they get their own story, I don't need to reread. I almost said Billy Madison. I don't need to reread <laughs> Billy Summers. But if it is an Alice book, like if it turns out that she's getting her own book, I would probably read this again like a month before that book comes out, just to mm-hmm. just Have to refresh on. Uh-huh. Yeah, what you know what her story was. Nineteen. 19 paintings that keep, I mean, maybe it's the same painting and it just comes back 19 times. I don't know, but 19. <laughs> All right, Erica. 17. Oh. That's I higher than f- I, that's I higher than four I out of five stars on Goodreads. Nice. Again, it was, it was those two little scenes. I just, I didn't need the child rapist and I didn't need the scene with Billy going after Alice's attack. Like, I'm glad that they like got justice, but I don't like how they got the justice. (laughs) Um, And I didn't need Alice rewriting the ending of the story. I was fine before I found out it was a false ending. I was like, cool. Yeah. Walk away, dude. Breaking Dawn, right? This is great. I loved it. And then it was like, just joking. Let me now talk for another 30 minutes about his death. Erica, you're really. I was just like, oh my God gosh you're not just let him go right you i was fine with him walking away and just being endings. gone carly no, i think it, she's in character because her thing is to keep us guessing yeah like <laughs> i was fine he walks off we don't know if he lives his life like does he get away is someone after him i was fine with it being a knot tied up with a bow ending for him and then we tied it up with a dang bow. And then it was like, Alice is like, I had to give him a happy ending in the book, at least. I was like, shut up, Alice. I don't need to hear about the drive with him dying. <sighs> Carly, I will so. say this. Erica is 100% on brand tonight. <laughs> you know why? She started this podcast by saying, would you ever take a cruise to Antarctica? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, 17. I don't do it based on like if I recommend this to people or not. That's, I don't know. My friends and I all have very different reading styles. So I mean, for being I, I guess Stephen King novel. So far, my favorite Stephen King novel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so. guess I would have to say I, I have recommended it to two people. So <laughs> <laughs> and they both read it. And, and I didn't say a single thing about the audio narrator in my decision-making process. So, wow. you know, growth, personal wow. growth here, folks. That's a good wow. point. I forgot about that. I'm, I'm yeah. I did the audio book. I didn't even make a comment about how it put me to sleep on the plane. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I have the record now for suggesting the longest book. We'll see who tops me. You do. Goldfinch coming, coming to you. <laughs> that's my goal this year from our resolution podcast day. Um, I have not started it. 
<laughs> I made zero progress. I think, though, if we all did Kane's jawbone, that will take the record of the oh, longest time for us yes, to finish a, a book. Yes. You know what? Mine never showed up. It didn't? Wait, what? I got mine. It just, it just occurred to me. I'll have to go check what's going you on with it. You need to go track it. Did you forget to hit submit? No, 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 no. I ordered it. But remember, yeah, we were ordering some parties, that. So who knows we what need happened. To, we need to start building our 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 boards. Hmm. Unless it hmm, unless it arrived like right as I was taking a trip and I like threw it somewhere. I'm like, I'll deal with this when I get back. <laughs> I'll, I'll check. I'll check. I'll check okay. to see if I can confirm that it was actually delivered. Okay. But yeah, now that you mention it, I don't think I've seen you that. You need book. to go find it. And I don't see it on my bookshelf anywhere, which that's where it would be. Hmm. Unless right, you've already solved it and you just forgot you solved it. Oh, that's exactly what happened. I solved it the first night and I was like, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> speaking of other books, Carly, what are we reviewing next? The next book that we are reviewing is The Hate You Give by... Awesome. I've read it. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm very ready. You guys, we're ready to go. Let's do it. By Angie Thomas. Uh-huh. Um... And yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I picked it because people decided that they wanted to ban it. And I was like, ha, I'm going to read it then. <laughs> like a ban things. Tell me what to not read. Oh, yeah. I mean, around that same time, they banned uh, this graphic novel called Mouse. Yeah. I read that. I saw that. It's on my bookshelf. Like, it was sold out everywhere. Yeah. I got a copy. <laughs> We we read that in college for du- oh, really? Judaism class. Oh, yeah, I did not, yeah. but I have it now, and it won't be read. I will oh, be reading that's it. Good. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go support this author because a bunch of sucky people want to ban books. So I, I was in the comic book store like the day the news dropped that that, that book had been banned, and people were talking about it. I was like, huh, I'm gonna have to go get a copy of that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. We'll be back in two weeks with the hate you give. I'm just excited. Take us out, Carly. <laughs> uh, be sure to leave us a review on mm-hmm. iTunes, a five star review, not a 19 star because they don't offer that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, like share us with your Skype. friends. Yep, share us with your friends. Reach mm-hmm. out to us on Goodreads or follow yep. us. And be sure to click the bell so you get notifications when we <laughs> drop a new episode. Oh, wait, is that only on YouTube? <laughs> I don't know. There is there is a notifications on Spotify. I know that. Okay. And Patrick, would you like to close it? Absolutely. Do all those things and more. And by more, I mean like and subscribe. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>